Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. I'm going to talk about Jesus as the gap filler. And this is kind of coming kind of off the heels of some uh, the ministry that I've been doing for some of my clients. And the sense when people have been wounded, when the right things haven't happened or the wrong things have happened, all of that. And there's a sense that, you know, I'm not sure you're there for me, Jesus, or I'm not sure that my... I have enough faith, or I'm not sure that, you know, there always feels like there's a loophole so that somehow the things that, you know, I feel that are promised in my life don't have to come to pass, or somehow I'm vulnerable, or somehow the healing will not manifest, or the finances won't come, or, you know, whatever it is that you're needing in your life. And, you know, the the problem, anytime we start to look at ourselves, we're just all too familiar with our, what what we see is inadequacy. Um, My faith isn't enough. I have faith, but I have doubts. I believe, but I have unbelief. Uh, And then there's all the places where maybe we're feeling disconnected or uh, condemned in whatever way uh, that we don't measure up, that Jesus asked us to do this and we were good and then we weren't, whatever that is. And so we're all too familiar. Anytime we end up looking at ourselves, we start to feel lack. We start to feel that somehow um, we're just not good enough. And this is pretty much to a person. So there feels like there's a gap. Somehow there's just always going to be a a loophole, always going to be a way that these things aren't going to come to pass. And, you know, and and honestly, if you look at yourself too long, you end up getting depressed. (laughs) It's really like, yeah, I've got that. and And I'm really not good at that. And, you know, I'm impatient or I have a temper or I've got whatever the thing is that we think we have. So in that place where it feels like there are holes in our ability to believe in all of that, and we start to question ourselves, we start to doubt ourselves, uh, maybe we start to doubt God, you know, or did he really say, or does this apply to me or whatever that is, we're needing some relief. You know, Jesus came to save, heal, and deliver. Jesus came because we need a savior. To a person, we need a savior. There are ways of being. We have destructive things that we do. We have needs. We have things where we can't help ourselves. We have things where we can help ourselves this much, but then we can't help ourselves anymore. Whatever that is, we need a savior. Humanity uh, is in need of a savior. Unfortunately, yay, we have one. <laughs> and he chose us. Always thrills me to meditate on the scriptures that say, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. Because as we think, well, I chose Jesus, but did I choose enough? Did I have enough faith when I chose him or whatever? Or I chose him and then I start having unbelief. And then did I really choose him? And we start getting 
just all hung up in our mind. And this happens every time we get our eyes off Jesus and we start to look to ourselves apart from him. You know, Jesus said that we're complete in him, but it is a complete in him (laughs) Uh, where we're relating to ourselves outside of him as if in the delusion that we're separate, we start to feel so inadequate. So, you know, let's talk about this because, uh, you know, as human beings, to a human being, there are areas where we feel, where, where we just feel their gaps and we doubt and we get tormented. You know, if you look at yourself long enough and start to question yourself long enough, you'll really end up in torment. You know, this is just a, a, something that God, who is love, just have zero. He doesn't let any of this for his kids. Perfect love casts out fear. Why? Because fear has torment. God does not want his kids tormented. And when we're looking at ourselves and trying to believe or trying to whatever, or trying to whatever, every time we're trying, <laughs> we, we start to feel, you know, inadequate in some way at, because we have gotten our eyes off the one who is the source right? As we remain in him and him and us, we bear much fruit. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Now we don't go in and out of union with Christ. Okay. That's already been established, but we do go, maybe go in and out of the awareness of our union with Christ, where we're, where we're, we're aware of the oneness that has already been established by the one who chose us, the one who chose us. And as we choose him back, we're experiencing that union, but that's, that union has already been established. It's not up for grabs. That was Jesus being baptized into death, us being baptized in him and being resurrected with him. It's already been established. And even before the foundation of the world, Ephesians 1, 4, where he chose us to be joined with him before him in love before the foundation of the world, Right. So, uh, so all the places that feel inadequate, all the places that feel like I can't believe, all the places where I believed and it didn't work out, all those things, um, are settled in the person of Christ. He said, look unto me, the author and finisher. Uh, so our job is to look unto him and his job is just to be who he is. And he started it. He gets to finish it, Right. As we remain in him and him and us, we bear much fruit. And as we're operating as if we're not in him, not, we can do nothing, right? We are powerless, except for we're never out of union with him, except in our minds. And, and we even need uh, to convince our hearts of our oneness with him. We need him to be looking unto him, uh, the author and the finisher. So he started it. He will finish it. He is faithful. That's that's who he is. When when we are faithful, he is faithful. When we are faithless, he is faithful still because he cannot deny himself. It's about who he is. So God's not using the measuring stick as with how much we can believe. Do we need to believe? Yeah. But let me just say this. Apart from him, we can do nothing. So which means that we can't believe apart from him. So I like to say, um, your job is to believe and God's job is to help you with your job. Why? Because apart from him, we can do nothing. And so every part where that breaks down, 
that's where Jesus gets to fill the gaps. And that's how we can, oh my goodness, actually rest because he is the gap filler. It's not on us. It's not up to us. It's not according to how good we can work our faith because we can only work our work faith as we're looking unto him. So we're really using his faith. And I, I know for me, it used to be this huge struggle. I got to believe I got going to stuff more word in there. And it, it's the word good as it points to Christ. It is. But if I'm trying to work it like a blunt instrument to try to get it into my heart in all the places that are struggling, I'm actually not operating out of my union with him because my union with him as I, as, as I'm getting ministered with that union that I already have, well, he heals my heart with, because I'm aware of how much he adores me and he adores you. And faith works by love. And that's how faith gets to be complete. He authors it, he finishes it, right? And so our faith becomes effectual. Our faith becomes active. So, um, so let's unpack this some more. And you know, my, my, my question to you is where are the places where it feels, I've been trying so hard to believe, but it just feels like one way or the other, there's a loophole that it can't happen for me that, you know, I, I prayed and they died or I'm trying to believe for this healing and, um, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's just not coming to pass. Uh, you know, God is all the while effectually at work in us, energizing, creating in us the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. That's, that's something where, you know what? It's God who is always, see, this is an ever-present reality, all the while, effectively, he's effectual. It actually works. <laughs> it works because God's not having to convince himself that he is who he says he is. That what's been accomplished on the cross needs finishing. That somehow, well, maybe you're the toughest nut to crack or someone you know is the toughest nut to crack. He's all the while affectionate work in us, energizing. He actually creates the power for us to be able to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, delight. So sometimes when he's asking us to do something that we don't really want to do, he can actually change our want to. That's not because he's got, you know, our arms behind our back and we're like, say uncle. No, it's because he woos our hearts. And as we start to track with who God is, we start to resonate with who we are. And if there's something that God is wanting to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, delight, it's in line with who he is and who we are. Made is an image and likeness, the image and likeness of love. And so he is the one that empowers it. He's not trying to, you know, uh, wringing his hands, trying to figure out, out if he can pull this thing off. It is his faith that we are, we are reclining back into rather than trying to work it up and, you know, believe. And I'm just going to confess the word and I just, all of this, oh my goodness, we're just working way too hard. And the problem is when we're working that hard, is that really in our heart of hearts? We just don't believe. No condemnation. It's not allowed. So what needs to happen here? Well, let's, let's step back and let 
the person of love minister to our hearts. You know, it's easy to believe when you know someone utterly adores you and that he is the yes and we're to say the um, amen, right? And so wherever our faith breakdown is, God is there to fill the gap. You know, and I don't, I don't know where that is. Maybe God has to minister to you where you're having a hard time believing. That's what he said. He said with the demoniac that apparently was so, so horrendous, right? And you can understand. I mean, just put yourself in that place. You've got this father, and this has been something that's been going on for years and years and years. And it's so ugly, and it's in your face. And it's his beloved son who's foaming at the mouth and throwing himself in the fire. So this is a lot of drama that's not looking like saved, healed, delivered. And, you know, his disciples, no, not able, couldn't do it. And then Jesus is ministering to the father. And and he's just saying, you know, if you would believe, well, you know what? And, And that's true. But how does, how does a father in that situation, how do you in your situation believe Well, you need help for every place you don't believe. So I believe, help my unbelief, and bam, there was a supernatural deliverance that happened, and his son was whole. So where are we needing help with our unbelief? Well, maybe, you know, that's not your scenario, but maybe it's just been this constant poverty or, or, or relational fallout or, um, you know, an addiction or compulsion that you haven't been able to shake or, you know, whatever that he's there to minister to your hearts everywhere the breakdown is. And, you know, the thing is, he knows where the breakdown is. So not only does he know where it is, but he knows what the answer is. He knows how to navigate you out of there and he knows how to stir within you the ability to look unto him so that you can ride upon his faith. You can ride upon his confidence and who he says he is and who who you are in him and receive really what is what is yours, what was yours all along. You're a, a, a son, you're a daughter, um, and everything that you need is found in the person of Christ whose idea it was to begin with to bless you. We don't have to convince God to be good. Good was his idea. Good is who he is. And we don't have to convince us to provide for us as children, to heal us as children. We don't have to convince him. We don't have to give him the list of all our, we did this good. We did this good. No, I'm doing everything pretty much crappy, but I thank you that you love me so much that, wow, yeah, I get all these things. Why? By virtue of being your son and, 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 and or your daughter, you get that by virtue of who you are as his child versus what you've done. You know, that takes the pressure off. You know, Jesus is all about taking the pressure off. I just love that about who he is. He's, you know, he said, are, are you tired? Are you burnt out on religion? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. What are we learning? That he's meek, humble, lowly at heart. That's what you're learning. Uh, so the God that has all the power, that is glorious, omnipresent, you know, all of these things, learn that I'm, I came to serve, not to be served. I'm meek, humble, lowly. What can I do for you? What, what, what do you want? What do you need? That's me. Learn my heart. It's the heart of love. 
that's already said yes to everything you would already need. Learn of me, for I'm meek, humble, lowly of heart, and I will give you rest for your soul. That rest is that ability to believe, to say, you know what? It's going to turn. It's going to be okay. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it's going to be good. Why? Oh, yeah. Because I'm yoked up with love. I'm yoked up with the one who adores me. I'm yoked up the one who's coming, uh, who came to serve, not to be served. It's not about my performance, my ability to pull it off, my ability to whip out a miracle, my whatever. Okay. No, it's about you and who you are. And that doesn't change. You can rest on that for eternity. And that's actually, I think, called eternal life. Yes, you can do that. And so you ride on the faith who fills every gap. So wherever your breakdown is in this process, well, you know, I, you know, I messed up again or whatever. Well, you know, guess who's one who you're one with that will help you and is working out through you, that salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Because he's holy, but you're holy, right? To work out that finished thing. Meanwhile, conforming you to the image of Christ and meanwhile, giving you the ability to believe what he's actually said. Our problem is a believing problem that he needs to help us do, right? You know, I mean, sometimes I go to the Lord, I'm like, God, I can't believe myself out of a paper bag. I'm just so glad you've got the anointing to believe out of a paper bag right now. I'm glad that you've got it all in you. I'm glad it's not about me and my belief because if it's about me and my belief, I'm screwed. <laughs> but it's not about me and my Now, do I need to believe? Yeah. But apart from you, I can do nothing. So you know what? You don't have a problem believing. I'm just yoking up with you. I'm reminding myself of you. I'm turning my affection to you. That is my part. And you're there to fill in the gap of things that maybe I don't even know. I I don't even know what I don't know. That's my problem. (laughs) I don't know. You know, and and I may know, but I may, may be like, I have no idea how to get past that. Well, you know, God is not out of options. He's very, we're not going this. Okay, we'll go. Oh, we got 25 zillion roots. We can get you out of this thing. He is not hard up. And he is the one that's lead. And the thing that's so amazing about him is that he does it in partnership with his kids. It's so amazing. His value, his honor for you, it's breathtaking because it's like, you know, I could do this alone, but you know what? I'm so about relationship with my sons, relationship with my daughters that I just don't do this by myself. I do it in partnership with you, which is sometimes the reason why the miracles don't go poof. Because the truth, if we if, if if we had kind of the magic wand thing, like, hi, great magic wand, God in the sky, ding, just, you know, solve my problem, supernatural, you know, and I'm not saying there's not instantaneous things, but that actually doesn't require um, relationship. 
Because what you learn with that is that, oh, he's the goody god. So next time I have a problem, I just go to the goody god and he'll wave the magic wand. And I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying there's not instantaneous things. But I'm saying very often there's a process and growth in conforming us into his image and likeness that we're walking out because it's all about relationship. And you get on the other side of that puppy and you have a relationship with God that no one can take away. Uh, you know, that you just know. Oh, that you know that you know. And you draw upon that the rest of your life because he met you when you didn't have an answer. He met you when you couldn't help yourself. He met you when you couldn't believe yourself out of a paper bag. He met you when you didn't think he was meeting you. (laughs) He met you when you were shaking your fist at him. He just, this is just what he does. This is who he is. And you get to know that in your knower for yourself, man, there's something solid about you. You don't get so easily shaken when the next thing hits the fan in your life. Cause you're like, well, you know, no, I mean, I have no idea how this is going to, I just know it's going to be good. See, this is why you can have peace in the storm because you know, the one you're one with, but you only know that by walking this out in, in relationship with the one who, who you have learned fills in whatever gap you need. And doesn't look at you and condemn you for actually having a gap. You know, sometimes we kind of act like God's really annoyed that he has to be your savior today. Because I was your savior yesterday and you're back, you know. <laughs> well, that may be how people are. You know, I, I when people say, well, I just, God, I'm just asking you just to answer this one thing and I won't ask you anything else. What a, what a crappy God is that? That's so insulting. Uh, you know, he's not like the genie where you get three wishes and only three wishes. So you better pick out the three big ones because you only get three. You know, this is a God, uh, who, who, who is complete in him. He fills in every gap that you fill, the gaps that you don't even know. So in that place where you're like, I believe, help my unbelief. Well, you know what? Yeah. That's what he does. And sometimes he'll take you to a place of, well, what is, what is my unbelief? Oh, my unbelief is that, that, um, somehow I'm not worthy or, or, um, that, you know, I have to get it exactly right because if I don't get it exactly right, you know, um, I don't know, the, the world will fall off its hinges or something, you know, or, I mean, there's all sorts of lies we believe that you're not really there, that you're disinterested, that you favor some people and not another, that, you know, you're counting my sins against, against me. That's impossible because love keeps no records of wrongs. So how could he count your sins against you? He's still there from the east to the west. He knows who you are. He's not confused. We are. <laughs> we get confused, but he's not confused. And so we need him to be that place. And so that's why he comes up and he's never like in the place where, you know, I served you, but I'm really getting tired. Now you, I'm going to ask for some payback here. Okay. Now, are, do we partner with God? Well, absolutely. Of course we do to serve one another. I mean, you want to bless God, let him serve you. And out of the overflow, you serve one another. That's, that's what we do. And it's this beautiful, um, ongoing flow of, um, being loved and loving, being loved and loving. And guess what love looks like? It looks like serving. 
looks like serving and helping. And, you know, he doesn't resent it. As a matter of fact, the more you partake of him, the happier he is. I came that you might have life, not just life, but more abundant. So he's not skimpy to the full. Okay, so that there's nothing lacking till it overflows. So there's nothing lacking and there's overflow. And he's leading us and guiding us in the place where we're partaking of that. So in that place where it's till the full, till it overflows, there's no gap. There's no lack. There's no lack in him. And this is not just something that we um, talk about and confess as we go home and worry about how we pay our bills. No, this is something that we're walking out and living and growing in the revelation. Listen, grace and peace be multiplied to you over and over and over. You know, multiplication is not just, it's like more and more multiplied through the knowledge. So what do you know about your God? What do you know about him that multiplies that grace? And that peace of him, through the knowledge of him, of God and his son, according as he's already given. It's a past tense. Everything we need for life and godliness. The life part is what do you need for your life? Like we need some stuff. We need some moolah. We need some healing. We need some energy. We need some deliverance. We need some peace. We need provision. We need all sorts of stuff for our life. We need relational stuff. And then godliness. Well, what does that mean? That means being conformed into the image of Christ. Being conformed so that we're bearing that fruit. You look just like Jesus in your flavor. That's already a done deal. He's given us all that. And then he ministers to us so we can believe what we already have. So if you're struggling, and let me just say in your struggle, and people, I hear people's struggles. I struggle at times. For sure, of course we do. We're human beings. In your struggle, in your pain, let him minister to you. In that place. Why am I believing? What's the lie I'm believing that somehow, wow, you know, I I can't get over this or I won't have this or whatever. And let him minister to you in the place where you have that unbelief. Uh, You know, God, if we're we're being conformed to the image of Christ and we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind, apparently the mind of Christ is thinking different than our mind. We need some help. And our hearts, they're all interconnected. And he's able to minister that to you so that the truth that you know, maybe scripturally, actually feels in your gut, in your knower, like the truth. And you can rest knowing that, you know, he's got you covered. He's hemmed you in from behind and before. The knowledge of him is wonderful. It blows our minds. And we need our minds blown because there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in our minds that needs to be blown up and replaced with, <laughs> with God's mind and how his take on it. Let him be your gap filler. Rest. He's got this. He's got you. One way or the other, it's going to turn out good. And in the process, you get to grow in the knowledge of him, which is like the, the whole enchilada right there and your guacamole and your chips. Yep.
<laughs> anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. I hope it's been encouraging. I share this with someone who needs it. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.